Hey guys, welcome back to the Your Mental Health is a Priority podcast. My name is Madeline and I am joined by Alex. We are the owners of the Your Mental Health is a Priority Instagram account. I can imagine that most of you come from there, but if you don't, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. It's honestly just such a pleasure to have everyone in general. And this week, we are introducing a topic. Um, Last week, we had our first introduction episode. It wasn't the smoothest episode ever, but we did get to tell you guys a little bit about us. That was mainly, that was was the goal, was just kind of getting to introduce um, ourselves and let you guys have a little a little piece of knowledge about us. But this week I really wanted to kind of dive into an important topic to both of us, which is basically what is mental health. I know that kind of sounds silly, but surprisingly enough, mental health is a lot bigger and there's a lot more things that go into it than, you know, what we think. And so going over the the different things that, you know, cause mental health conditions, um, the way that your brain works when you have a mental health condition, the reason why you're having a mental health condition. Those things are super important when it comes to understanding your your mental well-being. So that's kind of going to be our basis for this week's episode. Um, I hope that you guys enjoy it. I hope that, you know, we, we continue to make good episodes that everyone is interested in. We do have some really special guests coming up. Um, In the coming weeks, we will be meeting with a couple people, and that's super exciting. I'm not going to give away any details right now, but you guys are going to be super excited. We're super excited and honestly just super happy to have you guys here. So really, just to kind of like start off the the episode here i feel like i'm like in a classroom like i feel like i'm a teacher like <laughs> i feel like this is like an icebreaker question <laughs> but first uh honestly like i i just i want you guys to kind of sit and think about what do you think about when you hear the words mental health like i want i want you to ponder that question just for a minute because i think that like i said earlier like a lot of times we we think of maybe like depression or anxiety or we think of sadness or nervousness or maybe we even have a stereotypical belief um, or a stereotypical picture of someone that comes into our mind when we hear those words. But I want to know, obviously you can't respond to me, but like I really do want you to just kind of like sit with that question and just think about like what is mental health and what do I think about, you know, when I when I hear those words. So since you guys can't respond to us, we're just gonna kind of, you know, give our own little definition. So Alex, like what do you, what does mental health mean to you? Like, what do you think about when you hear mental health? When I hear mental health, I would definitely say that it's like the well-being of somebody's uh, like brain or like mental state at the time. Um, uh, One stereotype that I hear about it is that it is strictly like just being sad and it's absolutely not that. Oh, and see, I think that's a really good point um, to bring up because obviously mental health is so much larger than just being sad or just being nervous or any of those things, which is important to recognize, especially when we're trying to understand like the way that our brains work and, um, you know, have compassion for others and how their brains work when they deal with these things. But, you know, I was having a conversation with Alex earlier, actually, because I was presenting to a classroom today with an, a local organization and something that really came up into my head was the memory of being you know a freshman in high school and sitting in the the classroom and having those people from that organization coming to talk to me and I can remember just being so like um 
I don't, I really don't know what the word is. Maybe, uh, let's just say I wasn't listening. I didn't really feel like the topic was important. And I was kind of one of those people that was like, yay, like we don't have to go over to classwork today because someone's coming to talk to our classroom, which is obviously not a mindset that we should live in. But when we're young and we don't, we, we don't think that these things affect us. Um, and better yet, we don't think that they're important if they don't affect us, which is even more wrong unfortunately <laughs> these things very much are a huge part of our society but but alex pretty much pretty much was right on with it mental health is our emotional psychological and social well-being it influences how we feel think and behave so obviously when you know you deal with depression or you live with anxiety or any other mental health condition the way that you feel the way that you think and the way that you behave are going to change and i think that can be true for a lot of things but this strictly has to do with like your emotional and psychological well-being. I think a lot of times uh, we we can we know we kind of like incorporate these words to get our point across when talking about mental health that can be offensive. Um, for instance, I work for NAMI, and NAMI is called the National Alliance on Mental Illness. However, mental illness can very much so be hurtful. <laughs> and I know you guys are like, what, Madeline? That's literally just a mental health. But no, I, I prefer the, the phrase mental health condition. And Google likes to call mental illness a disorder that can cause psychological and behavioral disturbances, which, yes, is true. But I really just like to not use the words like illness and disorder and things like that. Like, I know a lot of people like post-traumatic stress disorder, that's a thing, um, anxiety disorder. And yes, while those are very much true, I think when you're talking directly to someone, I wouldn't be like, you have a disorder. That's rude. <laughs> that's also like, <laughs> that's also like a little bit stigmatizing. Like, I wouldn't be happy if someone looked at me and was like, oh, so you have a disorder? Like, <laughs> I would hope that you wouldn't talk to someone like that. <laughs> but let's just like cross that out. Or, oh, you have an illness? Like, that's rude. Again, rude. We don't want to go down that path. We don't want to make people think that um, something is, like, seriously wrong with them because they have a mental health condition. One thing that I really like to kind of harp on and um, talk about the most is pretty much, like, how our brains work in the sense of, like, what happens in our brain when we are diagnosed with things like depression and anxiety? Because I know a lot of people, and I'm one of those people, I'm guilty. We throw out the term, we throw out the whole like, oh, it's a chemical, like it's a chemical imbalance. When yes, it is absolutely a chemical imbalance, but there's so much more to it than that. So Alex, I, now this is going to be, this is another question that you sit with. Okay. I want you to sit with this question. What do you think of when you hear the word depression? Um, when I hear depression, I think of somebody in a state where they believe that there is no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, no matter how hard they try, no matter how much they want something, they believe they're living alone, whether they are in a, like in a crowd and they have all these supporters, they just cannot seem to feel like they are loved and wanted on this earth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you pretty much nailed it again. I like your definition better than Google's definition. What can I say? Um, <laughs> I think that, um, I think that that's very much true. I don't really know what I think about when, honestly, <laughs> just going a little bit off topic, you know how like there's this little like, okay, let's just be figurative here. There's this little guy that lives like in your head, like lives in your brain, right? 
And he's the, like, voice in your head that you hear, like, when you talk or when you read or when you, like, deal with things, right? Um, and to me- just to cut, uh, interrupt you, um, this might be weird, but I do not hear a voice. Like, I don't when – I, when I think of, of stuff, I don't hear a voice in my brain. Like, it's just, like, nothing. Anyway, back, back to the topic. <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, so there's just, like, there's nothing there. No, like, I, I, like when I, like, think in my head. I don't hear myself. I don't hear hear a voice. I it's just like blank. I don't know. <laughs> like like, like silence. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, um, that might be a little concerning. <laughs> I'm confused though because okay, well now I'm like worried. Like, is it just me? Do am I the only one that has like? <laughs> no, I don't. I definitely don't think like I've proposed this in like to my friends and stuff to like. I hear my own voice when I think, but, like, no, I just don't hear anything. It's just nothing. Great. Um, well, that's awesome. Well, okay. So, I, and you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know that it's my own voice that I hear. I think maybe it is. I don't know. I've never just made that, like, that distinction, but I think that it's just, like, a voice. Like, when I read, I'm not reading out loud, but, like, my, the little, the little guy in my brain, like, he's reading it. I mean, it must be nice to have a little guy in your brain, but I don't, I don't have that. Okay, well, in this scenario, that little guy in my brain doesn't like me, okay? We're, at, we're like, we're, we got, we have beef. To put it in societal terms, we have beef, okay? So, when I, when I say, like, what do you think about when you think about depression? I think about the little guy in my head, like, throwing up, like, alarms and stuff because, or, or he's just, like, super mad, super unhappy, like, something's going on someone like you know messed up his breakfast or something like he's just not having a good day every day kind of thing like <laughs> but like in in general like obviously depression is um you know it's a mood thing um it it obviously is when someone experiences like you know persistent symptoms of a depressed mood or sadness or a loss of interest in daily activities um to the point where it affects their normal function such as like appetite energy levels um concentration levels and sleep so that's huge but obviously depression looks different for everyone depression is different for everyone and i think that also is important because you know just because i go through anxiety in one way doesn't mean that you're going to experience the same thing that i experience you know i mean alex was alex and i were just a perfect example of that like i have a little guy alex doesn't have a little guy like it's that simple <laughs> so obviously everyone's brain works differently you know i think i wish maybe we'll have to make a poll or something like if you have a little guy in your brain that reads back to you uh, or talks to you, let me know. Um, <laughs> need to know if this is normal or not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But that basically is literally like a, like an, an exact example of what I'm, I'm talking about. And, um, like obviously people's brains work differently and, um, that's why we experience different things and different emotions, even if it's categorized as depression or as anxiety. I don't know if you guys knew this, which is actually pretty interesting to me because I've never really sat around, well, not, but, like, before I started, like, advocating for mental health, I never really sat around and thought about, like, my brain and what happens in my brain, um, but I will say this, to, to those of you that watch Spongebob or have watched Spongebob before, when I think about my brain, I think about when, like, he turns his eyeballs inside out and, like, looks inside of his head and he sees his brain, that's what I think about, like, I think about, like, I'm, like, exactly what Spongebob 
brain looks like. <laughs> Which <laughs> obviously is not real. But that's like the extent of me like, you know, <laughs> thinking about my brain. <laughs> so so basically there's this thing in your brain, um, and it's called the the hippocampus. And that is the part of your brain that is important for learning and memory, which is important to know. And it will be more important when I finish the rest of it. Um, it connects to other parts of your brain that control emotion. And it is responsive to stress hormones that makes it vulnerable to depression. So if you weren't familiar with the term, hippocampus and the prefrontal cortex are the parts of your brain where most mental health conditions develop. Now, there are other parts of your brain where these things develop. Absolutely. These are the two main ones. Um, the prefrontal cortex is the area that plays a role in your higher level thinking and planning. So it also can cause certain parts of your brain to get smaller. So it is a fact um, that when you have anxiety or depression or a mental health condition in general, there are parts of your brain that kind of like shrink, which is super interesting. Like, come on, you can't tell me that's not cool. Like, I literally was like, I mean, obviously I didn't just learn about this stuff. I was doing a lot of research. Like when I first started all this mental health stuff <clears throat> and it was super cool to me to hear about that because it's like, it's not something you think about every day. Everyone's just like, oh, like having a mental health condition is just a chemical imbalance. Like technically, yes. But, like, there's not just chemicals, like, there's not just, like, balances of all these chemicals, like, in your brain. Like, there are, like, different sections of your brain, different parts of your brain where these things develop and happen, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, if you don't, like, what, what would that even be? Biology? Anatomy? Uh, yeah. Biology? Something like that, yeah. That would be, <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. That's, like, that's, no, like, you're right. bones, <laughs> body, like, muscles, all that. I don't know. No, you're right. I'm completely wrong. Is it anatomy? Uh, anatomy is correct. Okay. So, I mean, if you're into, like, anatomy and stuff, like, you'll think this is cool, you know? Like, I think it's cool. But what, the only reason why I was like, Alex, like, let's do an episode on talking about, like, what is mental health? What are these things? And what goes on in the brain when they happen is because people literally have these things happen to them. And they're like, oh, like, I have anxiety or, oh, I have depression. And then they think that they have this, like, illness that is, you know something to be embarrassed of, something to be ashamed about. Like, dude, there's just something going on in your hippocampus, okay? That's all it is. <laughs> your, your, your prefrontal cortex is just having a party, okay? No need to worry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, like, that is, a, that is, like, a good way to put it other than, like, oh, like, your chemicals are unbalanced. Like, you know, it's just the more that we learn about our brain and the more that we educate ourselves about, like, the way that things happen in our brain and why things happen in our brain, the better we will be able to understand the things that we go through. And I think understanding the things that you go through, super, super important if I'm, you know, just speaking for myself, I guess. Another thing is just like with with anxiety and, and I, I would love to sit here um, and talk about every mental health condition, but unfortunately that would take me probably from now until Christmas because I have to go on little rambles like this and talk about like irrelevant stuff that doesn't matter in between. Here's our little icebreaker question again. Um, what is what is anxiety? When you think about anxiety, what do you think about? I've used this example before, I think to you and it was um, you're outside. You see mosquitoes and you're thinking about the mosquitoes biting you before they're even biting you. 
And that I saw that I forget where I saw that I saw it somewhere, but like it, it makes so much sense because anxiety to me is the fear of something that probably will not happen, and you're overthinking the situation. And yeah, that is a really good example um, and definition of anxiety. That's also a really good way to put it, you know, because some people would just be like, <laughs> "It's a it's a condition in which you're anxious all the time," which obviously not true. But another analogy that could be used for something like that would be like. You get in the ocean, you see a shark, you get out because you're scared the shark is going to bite you. <laughs> like, that would be, to me, that would be, that's so stupid. I just literally made that up in my head, but it kind of... Um, no, it does make sense. It does. Like, ah, shark! And, like, the shark is, like... I mean, of course, way. everybody should have anxiety about a shark being in the water that may or may not bite you, but still... It, it does make sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Anxiety is a mental health condition that is characterized by feelings of worry, fear, or unease that are strong enough to interfere with one's daily activities. So I've lived with a lot of depression and anxiety both, but I can say that anxiety does affect my um, physical daily activities more. Like when I'm anxious, I am not walking into Walmart. You know, I'm just not doing that when I'm anxious. It's just not going to work. Now, when I'm depressed, it's a little different. It doesn't, like, interfere with my... Well, I mean, sometimes it does, I guess. But in a different way. It's in a different way. It's like, like I'm unmotivated. I don't want to walk from the car all the way to the back aisle of Walmart because that is a lot of work. With anxiety, it feels impossible to do that. So, they're similar and different. And I think that I have... A good like thing to say about that like so like anxiety and depression both in the brain so when we talk about which which I talked a little bit more about like depression in the brain than anxiety but mental health conditions as a whole develop in your hippocampus and your prefrontal cortex of your brain so anxiety does fall in that category too that's where they develop as well the brain does do different things with obviously different mental health conditions so basically with anxiety, I'm going to go into that before I talk about the similarities between the two. I don't want to jump ahead of myself here. What happens in the brain with anxiety is when um, parts of your brain, like basically your brain is flagged with incoming information as a threat. So even if it's not a threat, your brain is flagging this as a threat. It sends out an alarm notifying the other areas of your brain to prepare for defensive action. So basically like your body and your brain is sending a signal to you saying like, oh gosh, I'm in danger or oh no, like, you know, something is scaring me or, you know, something like that. It's sending a signal as if it were a threat. Like you should be defensive and, and be ready to basically fight for your life, basically, <laughs> you know, and your body reacts to your brain's signal. And that's what makes you feel like maybe like jittery or um, your heart rate starts to rise or blood pressure rises um so, so those are like basically what happened like that that's basically the process of anxiety it's like the thought comes the thought flags your brain your brain sends an alarm or an alert to your body and then your body reacts and that's when you feel it and like alex said with his analogy about the mosquitoes like most of the time these threats are not real most of the time things are not actually happening it's just that's kind of just how that works. That's just anxiety. So basically when I talk about 
like when I talk about anxiety and, and depression as a as a whole in you know the brain, they're they are they're very similar. They like I said develop in the same part of the brain, but the symptom symptoms of anxiety and depression overlap in many different ways. Both conditions create irritability, insomnia, and difficulty concentrating. So obviously I'm I'm like um like again a first a first hand example of this. Like I couldn't go to school because I couldn't like sit still ever like I would be anxious and I would go to school and I would either shake my leg or like tap my pen on the desk or like you know like those kind of things like those are obviously physical symptoms of anxiety that you know a lot of people deal with and it's hard to concentrate when you have those things anxiety actually enlarges the hippocampus in your brain so like that part that you know where your your mental health conditions develop and and begin your anxiety actually enlarges those which are basically just like i said before or mentioned before cells in your brain it's actually really cool like when you think about it in depth and about like how your brain works obviously it's not really cool for us to have like the little guy in our head oh you know what is a really good example of this that movie inside out Mm -hmm. yeah like except for my brain it's not all those little characters. It's like depression, anxiety. There's like a character for each one of those and they like get in a fight up in my brain or something. That I never, I don't know why I didn't think about that. That is a really yeah. good one. Yeah, like there's actual like little people in our, no, I'm just kidding guys. <laughs> oh, let me not, let me not start preaching stuff that's not actually true, but it is like a good, like even though that's a child's movie and it's meant to be like you know funny and cool and all that kind of stuff for like kids that is kind of like a good way to think about it like there are like the think about like the people inside of the little girl's brain as like the different parts of your brain that control different parts of the emotions and different parts of the way that you know you think about stuff the way that you process stuff the signals that your brain sends to your body and all those kind of things and i really want to touch on we're going to end it here soon um but i really want to touch on like stigmatizing language. I know that doesn't really have a lot to do with what's happening in your brain, but it does have a lot to do with mental health. And since our topic is what is mental health, this is something that I want to kind of like incorporate in there. So I started, when we started the episode, I talked about mental health, mental health condition and like, and the difference between like that and mental illness and there really isn't that big of a difference other than the word that you use i mentioned that i didn't like the illness word just because i feel like you know like i said before it would be rude to go to someone and be like you have an illness and and genuinely i hope that you wouldn't go to someone and say that (laughs) but that i wouldn't say that's like a that's would be stigmatizing language because technically like it is called that and that is a term just know that it could be like a little bit more hurt like hurtful than mental health condition i think mental health condition sounds better it also doesn't sound like you're being diagnosed with some kind of like disease or illness but stigmatizing language is language that shows strong disapproval of something or someone or towards a group or you know in whatever context or sense that you use it but an example when it comes to mental health would be like you guys have probably heard this a thousand times but when someone's like wow the weather is so bipolar outside today that would be an example of stigmatizing language because you're talking about the weather weather cannot be bipolar that's personification almost maybe i think i used that correctly (laughs) but the, the weather cannot be bipolar i guess is my i guess is my whole thing and so when it comes down to when it comes down to that it it takes the seriousness out of the actual like 
term bipolar or the actual thing bipolar that people struggle with and deal with daily. Another one, and this is the last one I'm going to say, another one is just the term I'm going to kill myself. If you've been following us for any time at all, you know that I've talked about this in classrooms. I've posted stories about this. I've posted things about this. It is super, super important that we don't use that term. When something simply is just not going your way, you should not say, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to go jump off a bridge. Those things are not things that you should say because one, it, again, it takes the seriousness out of out of suicide when obviously the seriousness needs to be there. And it also just invalidates people's feelings who actually, you know, have thoughts of unaliving themselves and things like that. So I, I think it's just, you know, stigmatizing words just imply that, you know, the, the condition is inherent to the group rather than the actual casual factors of it. So I think that that is important to know and important to kind of like understand. So this was episode, I want to say this is technically episode number one. This is the second one we recorded, but this one is going to be labeled number one because last week's was an introduction and it wasn't really an episode. This is the first of very many topics that we're going to cover and go over within the podcast within the weeks to come. Like I said before, a lot of guests um, that are going to be coming on and one of them is maybe someone that you know one of them is maybe someone that you don't know so i just i'm excited for you guys to see that excited for us to have these conversations with these really special people and on obviously just so grateful to have the platform to do it last week i was I, we, we took about like five seconds for me to find my little quote to leave you guys with and i couldn't find it and then i laughed about it and was like oh like i'll come back with one next week so I tried to find one that was relevant to the topic of mental health as a whole. And this is what I want to leave you guys with for the last bit of our like content of our topic here. Take this into the week. This will be a Thursday night when you're listening to this or maybe it's Friday morning, whenever it is. Take this with you the next couple of days. You don't have to be positive all of the time. It's perfectly okay to feel sad, angry, annoyed, frustrated, scared, or anxious. Having feelings does not make you a negative person. It makes you a human. I think that that's super powerful. Yeah, I love that. I think that it's super important for us to realize those things and to know those things and to be able to express ourselves. So... I just want to say a huge thank you for you guys, you know, obviously being here and listening to this. If you have any kind of questions about what we talked about, you know, in the podcast episode, you're welcome to, you can either DM us on Instagram or send us an email and you can find those at our Instagram and they will also be, all of our socials will also be down below, like in the description so you can find us there as well. But again, I hope that you guys have a great week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we will see you guys back here next week. Bye! See ya!